Yeah, welcome to the Narrow. I'm Stonehood. I'm Jay Fozzie. And this is uh, this is episode one of the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, this podcast um, something that Jay and I have both dreamed about, and so we've definitely had a few um, I don't know whether you want to call it uh, bumps in the road or whatever, <laughs> but we've been figuring it out. And yeah. so um, again, here's to the start, man, of uh, something we've been praying into and, and really excited about. Yeah, you know. Trial runs are never bad. Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really excited. But um, since this is episode one and just talking about our name, The Narrow, um, Jay, we have, a, we have a mission statement, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this podcast is to dive into the word of God for doctrine, for proof, correction, and instruction in righteousness in everyday life. That's based off 2 Timothy 3.16. And to learn about the narrow path and how to stay on it from two sinners who seek Christ. That's based off of Matthew seven thirteen through 14. Love it. Love it. Second Timothy three sixteen. all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Um, Amen. So good. Yeah. And then <laughs> straight to the point, straight to the point. Um, and then we've got Matthew seven. I don't know. It was what, probably like a couple months ago when I first got out here to Hawaii and we kind of mentioned doing a podcast and, yeah. and I think we sat down at this round table and we were talking about a name and the name, the narrow just kind of like, it was kind of a struggle for a second for like the first week. We're just kind of, you know, yeah, trying to figure out what we could call it. Um, and honestly, it's just kind of exciting reading this passage right now. Like, this is it. This is what we came to. Yeah. Um, so that, that scripture is Matthew 7, 13 through 14. And it says, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life and few find it. And so that's the heart is that we found this narrow. Hmm. Um, we were placed upon the narrow. We were, really. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like by God's grace, like being on that broad road for so long from just realizing I am a sinner, mm-hmm. I'm sick. And even just our mission statement, two sinners, <laughs> just talking about what God has done and just opening up scripture and just diving in. And mm-hmm. I think how fun is that? You <laughs> yeah. know, like that's, it's kind of a dream, man. It really is. So um, honored, man, to to kind of be sitting across from you from these times that we've had and that we will continue to have. Yeah. Um, just talking about what God has done and even just challenging and yeah, um, diving into doctrine, whatever it might be. You know, absolutely. I think yeah. that's what's so important about us starting in like Genesis one, like when it talks about like in the beginning. Absolutely, I love that you said that, Jay. Um, <laughs> I think that that's kind of where we should start. Is the start. Um, yeah. And so even just you mentioning Genesis 1, let's let's turn there now. And it says in Genesis 1, 1 through 3, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen. So good. <laughs> I know you love that verse, Jay. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think what's awesome is, just us kind of mentioning getting off that broad path if we do look at matthew 7 Mm -hmm. and now we're on this narrow and we're trying to stay on this narrow and it's hard it's a few find it right but how do we get there and that's kind of the question i want to pose to you right now jay is for for the listeners wherever they're listening at to those that know us some might know our story and some might not but how what was that start like for you? What, what was that let there be light moment, as, as you like to call it? <laughs> yeah, my let there be light moment. Just my childhood, really. Like, my dad didn't raise us really to be a religious family. Like, we were brought up in a few churches, but, like, it was never, like, anything long term. Uh, mostly, I went to church to hit on girls and get free food. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, just like hearing those Bible stories, like kind of stood with me. So like I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but then like I hit 18, I joined the military, uh, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm really not a Christian. Uh, started very living very worldly, um, just drinking a lot, like sleep around with whoever I could. Like it was just one of those things. I got married at the age of 21. Wow. Uh, had a kid, Gabriel. Uh, pretty cool kid strong name man that's cool yeah (laughs) um at 
24, 25. Pretty sure it might have been 24. Um, I got back from my first deployment and nothing like combat related happened. I just kind of like lost my mind. Um, just separation and things at the house. Came back and like I just did not see the value in other people's lives. Like I wanted to kill everyone in my office. I wanted to kill my wife. I wanted to kill my son. And I just, I wanted to die myself. But like, I was like, I'm hurting. I want other people to hurt too. It's like, I was in a really dark space. And like, I know like each time, like I, I, like you hear like my testimony, you're like, yo, that's something you didn't say before. It's like, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. Like there was just mm. the confusion that, that was there. So much darkness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And like, that's why I love Genesis one. It's cause it's like, I, I was formless. I was with, without light. I was void. And like that allowed me to do a lot of grotesque things in the dark. Like uh, we, our marriage did not last at all. Like we got a divorce. I got me- medically retired out the army, and as soon as it, like the same month, like divorce and medically retired paperwork, and I moved from Tennessee back down to Georgia, my hometown. I was living with my sister, and like she wasn't like in the best position. Uh, I was. Like, there was no water, no power. And, like, we just, like, basically smoked weed, like, 24-7 as, as often as we could. We had to, like, go to, like, a park to use the bathroom, which, like, I'm not accustomed Dang. to. Yeah. And, like, I was like, ah, oh, I got to use the bathroom. Let me go drive the car over there right quick. And it just was rough. And, like, I just found myself in a rec center parking lot just breaking down. A cop pulled up, and he was like, hey, are you you okay? And, like, I just literally just... <laughs> what do you do with my life <laughs> it was like it's, it's, it's okay it's okay you can just stay here tonight you can get some help like this that and the other i was like oh thank you and so like the very next day like there's a little league basketball game that i was coaching i was like all right <laughs> i'm off and i went down to gainesville florida to check myself into an inpatient clinic and there i started to get clean like i wasn't smoking weed anymore because I was inpatient for two weeks and I got sent to a veterans homeless shelter and there you can't smoke weed and like they drug test you and I was popping hot, which means like I failed the drug test okay, gotcha. every chance I got, but like I wasn't smoking. It's just, that I was smoking so much. It was staying in my system. Just in it. Wow. Like they're like, there's no way that that's still in your system. Of course like, they're not going to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you're, you're still smoking weed. I was like, I, I promise you I'm not. So, like, the first time, like, I, like, peed clean, like, I was like, yes, I did it. Woo, let's get it. Like, I was so happy. So cool. Because I was like, I, was like, I finally get to say, like, hey, like, I've been clean for this long. And then, like, a few weeks later, they, like, tested me again, and my pee came back hot. And they're like, oh, you, you, your pee came back hot, this, that, and the other. You have one more strike before you kicked out. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, I haven't smoked. And, like, no one would believe me. So, I was like, all right, whatever like buy and like at this place like it was a good place like i I learned a lot about people i got in like heavy into yoga this that and the other and just meditation just a whole bunch of new age experience but i was like whatever i'll just leave y'all think i'm gonna smoke i'm just gonna go smoke and uh so i found a cheap apartment pretty cool roommates but i was living very very worldly i was I mean, sleeping with literally whoever I can, both men and women. Like, I really got into, like, new age practices. Like, if I could speak it, I could do it. Like, I had um, the, the rocks, the, the special rocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. the crystals, all yeah, that kind crystals, of stuff. Yep, yeah, yep. Like, I'll never understand crystal term. But it's, it's rocks, <laughs> the rocks. <laughs> but um, I got into all that. And the night that I... The day that I get back from like messing around with the guy, I kind of have an encounter with God. And I always laugh at this now. And like, I'm kind of like envious, like how other people are brought to Christianity. It's like, oh, it was so loving and so kind. And like, God was just so like gentle <laughs> with me. And I'm like, what? I was like, for me, like God was like, I'm about to show you that my hand has been on you this entire time. And now I'm about to take it off. Wow. You. And so, like, everything in my house is going weird. Like, the stove is going off. Like, 
it's i'm like seeing like dark shadows at the corner of my eye and like i go <laughs> to my room because i'm like all right whatever i'm just going to my room and like this voice inside my head like says don't go in the closet and me being me i was like i'm i'm going in the closet and like i went in the closet and i turned on the light and the light went, just popped <laughs> yeah just- and i was like all right bet so like i'm i broke down and i called my older brother be crying too, man. <laughs> i was like yo man this would happen like i don't know what to do and he was like yo let's just pray and it's so like you know he prayed with me and we're just he's like you know like he he knew like how i was living my life he's like you just gotta kind of go to god man it's so like that was a saturday night so sunday like i find like the closest church would happen to be like a roman catholic church so I go there and I'm like, all right, yeah. These are the people who do like exorcisms and stuff. So I'm, I'm in good company. Yeah, they, like, they're, they're known for that. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm just sitting in the back and they like call everyone up to like go up and do their communion. But I didn't go up. Cause like I was told like at, in high school that if you don't believe what they believe, like it's blasphemous if you eat like the bread. So it's like, I'm not going to go up there and eat their host, you yeah. know? So like, I was like, all right, you know, I'm just going to dig into this Catholic thing. So, like, I get into, like, their Catholic, like, enrollment program for adults. And I spend about three weeks there. And I'm like, ah, something's, something feels off. Like, I have nothing against, like, the Catholics. Just something felt off to me. So, like, I don't go back. Yeah. <laughs> and two weeks after that, like, Jehovah's Witnesses knock on my door. And, like, the, during these two course, weeks, yeah. I'm listening to sermons on YouTube. I'm reading the bible like i'm getting heavily into this i'm still smoking weed but like i'm like i'm I'm getting there and i like light up and then i hear a knock at the door and then i see these two people like <laughs> classic <laughs> i'm sure they face a couple of those i don't know <laughs> yeah so they're like you know hey we got time to talk i was like yeah it's so like i stepped outside of my house smart <laughs> and like we just start talking and i is this little indian man and i believe his name was sammy I don't remember the other person because they, they changed every time. But Sammy was always there. Mm. And, like, me and him, like, went back and forth. And, like, it's, like, months of time span of, like, me and Sammy, like, having these Bible studies. Like, he invited me over to his house. Like, he brought me to their church. He kept giving me, like, their pamphlets. Like, he was really, like, hungry to get me into, like, the... Sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, and I was like... I mean, I kind of, like, look at that now. Like, am I doing the same thing for, like, other people? And it kind of hits me, but we'll yeah absolutely but um yeah like that was my light moment of i really need christ because i I can't explain it any other way like that stuff just doesn't happen and like i finally felt peace for the first time and like how his power has continued to show throughout my walk with him just continues to establish my faith in him yeah Absolutely. So did you, did you like just come to a point where you just prayed like, Jesus, I want you in my heart. Like I give you my life. Yeah. Like I used to, uh, I used to take a shower first. Yeah. Like I made a whole thing out of it. And then I'd go into my closet Mm. and like, I wouldn't even turn on the light. And like, I'm, I'm still like, I'm, I'm dry, but like I'm, I'm naked. Like I'm like, and this (laughs) is the same closet. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm no longer, cause I was afraid of dark for the longest time. So like me being in the dark, like complete dark because like my closet is no windows no light gets in like i like cr- put a, a towel in gotcha. front of the crack of the door like i'm like god like there's nothing more vulnerable than me right now like i am naked in the dark two things i don't like and so like i was like god like i'm i i, I want to know you and like in the beginning i said some stupid prayers man i was <laughs> like I, I was got fed up with the world i was like god like just give me the strength to do it. I don't even care if I'm your enemy. Just let me do like I will I will be the antichrist. I was like just give me that. Mm. And like I will finish it just to see your like kingdom come. Like now like I'm like, "Oh man, like I prayed that prayer." Like, like and I think about that sometimes. Like this was always you got to be careful what you pray. Absolutely. Like luckily, I've definitely prayed some <laughs> some stupid prayers as well. I get that. I yeah, get like that. we we luckily we serve a merciful God. Oh, he's, he's good. Like, yeah, <laughs> he gets. He's he knows. Yeah, he knows like, our he's heart. Like ah, I, I see what you did, but no. Yeah, and um, 
yeah like in the beginning of course like there's still that movement of like the foundation because the lights are on like nothing's been established yet mm. and so that's like my lights on moment and then we can get into like the establishing course, later on course, but yeah. what about you bro like what was your like let there be light moment? yeah yeah <laughs> the deep voice the more yeah um yeah I, mine is definitely uh, i guess it's pretty opposite of yours um i i did grow up i grew up in a very um faithful household if you want to call it like christian just my parents got it you know um even just generational likewise like i'm third generation in my family for like christians um which is an interesting thing that i don't think a lot of um americans talk about but when you go over and do like missions overseas and stuff it's it's typically brought up like oh my my father was christian my grandfather was christian my you know so it's been passed down um from my experience, that's what I found, which has been really, really cool. But I'm very thankful for my family, my grandfather, um, just kind of passing that down and just, again, very faithful household. Um, but I, growing up in that household, did all the church stuff. I mean, I I was probably in church every night, like five nights out of the week, um, listening to evangelists. And uh, there's this, this couple, this, uh, not couple, but this partner, uh, team Jake Gulledge and Ken Freeman and they lived at our house they, Ken Freeman was this evangelist like on the road like yell at you kind of evangelist and he is living in my house as a kid and so that to like VBS all the stuff just was being you know I was just a sponge just getting soaked up with it right and I just remember um the moment the the let there be light moment I guess <laughs> you need to do let it. There yeah, be there light. <laughs> um I just remember um I have an older brother named Rock, um, Rock and Stone. Um, that's kind of like what I've gone by my whole life. Stone's a nickname. Um, so if you hear Jay or anybody refer to me as Preston, that's that's my actual name. But um, anyways, I was outside with my brother Rock, and I got a baseball bat. And Rock was always beating me up, so I probably had a good reason to do this. But I, I just whacked him with this baseball bat. I don't know if that's a good reason to hit anybody in the baseball bat <laughs> okay megan calm listen, down <laughs> listen rock um anyways i i hit rock um at this point and right when i hit him just that if you want to call it just like a flashlight whatever just whoa i just start crying i'm a sinner this is literally this is going in my head like i'm a sinner i'm going to hell i need jesus <laughs> <laughs> all from hitting your brother all with from a bat. hitting my brother with a baseball bat so thank god for baseball and thank god for rock like come on like so great um but i just remember I, that night i i got down on my knees in my in my brother my brother's bedroom um with my family and i prayed the the sinner's prayer right mm-hmm. um and i i gave my life to to jesus that night i said forgive me for my sin and and i want you to live inside my heart and um i believe that you rose from um the the grave and that you you took on sin and that i'm a sinner and all all the stuff right and Mm. um it's funny because i think what's customary for a lot of kids um that get saved at such a young age it's okay I, i said the prayer and you know maybe 10 20 years down the road oh like i that's actually when i got saved but um that night something happened to me jay i i can't explain it um but something just clicked in a weird childlike way um that i just i took off with it i i wanted to be and and i i credit maybe my family even just being surrounded by the the evangelist and the and the worship guy and just constantly just being poured in that it just constantly gave out. And so um, I started preaching on the playgrounds um, at school and uh, I'd run around with this, my, my band of missionaries and then I'd take up a tithe and offering at lunch. And um, from then on out, it was just a way of life for me. Like that's just, I, you know, I'd, I'd get do Bible studies throughout, you know, fourth and fifth grade and going into middle school. Um, but that all wasn't just, um, Oh, so pure and so innocent. I, a, a big part of my testimony is that I stumbled on pornography mm-hmm. when I was, I think seven or eight, somewhere around that age. And, um, that quickly became a, a chain that I didn't 
didn't realize, you know, I don't know if any, anybody really realizes that when you're so young, you just, you know, it's wrong though, you know, but you don't, you hide it. Um, but you don't know the extent of what it's really doing to you. And, um, so yeah, I, I got really good at being fake. Um, yeah, identity, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I, I'm going throughout, you know, middle school, whatever. And, and people know me as the Jesus kid, the God kid, you know, and, uh, and I, I walked it, I claimed it. I mean, I, I ran with it. Mm-hmm. I milked that. Absolutely. And, um, man, there were so many struggles there. Um, so much insecurities to just such a fake. Ugh. Yeah. And there were definitely good moments of course too, where, where God was working in me despite my sin, like praise God for that. Like he still, he still works. He still uses us. Um, but it wasn't until my eighth grade year that, um, I really found there was a, I went to this FCA camp and mm. there was this guy named Shep and he was speaking and, um, yeah. Do you have a, sorry, your eyes are FCA is a fellowship of Christian athletes. Um, and so I grew up doing that a lot. And, um, so I went to this camp and, uh, this guy named Shep speaking and long story short, he's sharing his testimony. And a part of his testimony was he was in eighth grade and he was going to go home and commit suicide or he was in middle school, whatever the age was. And, um, before he goes home, he's decided he's going to hang himself and he comes to the conclusion. All right, I'm doing this. I'm not worth anything. What's the point? Hmm. but as he's going home, he stumbles upon this mural, this, uh, this painting on this brick wall of this stream. And it's got these fish going down. And then there's this one little tiny fish going against the, the, the stream fighting. And it's got like this determination and on this mural, uh, the words, um, it's, it's titled go against the flow. And he said that just saved his life that day. And sure enough, I think that's, that's who, that's what, that story, that, that painting, I've never even seen the painting, but that's what has made me who I am today. Like I decided then and there, I'm going to be that fish. I'm going to go against the flow. I don't want to go with everybody else. Like first off, that sounds kind of boring. You know, I want to, <laughs> I want to go up river, you know? And, yeah. Um, but even just kind of on the theme of the narrow, like that was my, that was one of my narrow moments where I want to, I want to stick to this path and I want to get it, give it everything I've got. So I go throughout high school and of, uh, of course still it's it's nothing perfect um but man I was involved in different ministries and my my family was uh doing a lot of just different ministry from inner city ministry to FCA to um you know w- whatever the case was and it was really awesome um and it wasn't until um I believe it was my senior year yeah um my <laughs> I guess I need to back up just for a second. Um, I did, uh, I did find at one point, especially in middle school and even throughout high school, I became obsessed with the book of Job. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love the fact that God would brag on Job like, yeah, good luck, Satan. Like, that's my boy. Like you can't do anything. I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I like, and I would pray like, God, you can brag on me. Like, I can be that like, like no matter what, I will, I'll never, I'll never deny you. I'll never, whatever the case is, I'll always be for you, Lord. And, um, this comes into a stupid prayer that I've also prayed. Um, I think it was my, I, I still have the journal today of it, but I prayed sometime in my high school, uh, years that God use me like Job. If you take away everything, I'll still serve you. I'll still live for you. And, um, Sure enough, my senior year of high school, um, my my dad um, ended up splitting, and he had an affair on my mom, and that was that, and it just just rocked the boat, if you want to say, um, of faith, of just life, of everything, plans down the drain, what's going to happen, all this stuff happened, and I'd never seen my parents fight ever growing up and we were super well off. We had everything. Like I was the rich kid, the had, had the life, had everything, you know, and boom. And just in this year, in a span of a year, just, um, the house sold the, the cars, um, repoed at one point, you know, all the stuff just started happening. And my mom just broken, shattered. Um, and just, 
a lot of lies in the place of that and just sin and just so much. And so I looked at that and I was like, well, what's the point of this? Like, if he can go do that, then why should I believe what he's believed? And and I've always believed And what's the point here, you know? And Mm. so again, another, I guess, dark moment, but after that year, it was a very dark year of my life. And I ended up coming out to, um, yeah, I ended up having to really decide for myself what, why do I believe what I believe, you know? And I think that's a great question for everybody to ask. Um, it wasn't, it, it can't always just be this, this household faith, mm. like something that's just continued to pass down. Like, yeah, that's a great thing. And I'm thankful for how I was raised, but I had to come to the conclusion for stone for, for myself. Like, why do I want this? Why do I believe this? And if I believe it, am I giving it everything I've got? Cause if I'm not, I need to, I need to get off this path. I need to go live for myself. Like kind of like what you were talking about, you know? And so, um, there's a lot of things that followed suit after that with, uh, going to a Bible college in Hawaii and working for the school and doing an 11 month mission trip called the world race and, uh, working at a children's home and all this stuff. But, um, Oh, it's been the best life because of Christ, (laughs) man. It really has like, it's been so good and it's been so difficult at points, but man, he is faithful. So, that's that's my let there be light moment and just the the process and the progress of it over what like 20 something years now you know yeah (laughs) crazy man crazy it's amazing how like i as i was like 27 at the time 26 like first coming to christ and you a six-year-old coming to christ and Mm. like how like your your moment like just kind of went on forward with that. It's like your, your flame has not burned out. Like when I first came to Christ, like I was always told, yeah, like you're on fire now, but it'll fizzle out. And then you're like, you'll, you'll flatline like the rest of us. You'll be, you'll be normal. Mm. And I was like, what? No, no. I was like, I, I would never want to lose what I feel. Cause it like, I was like very, zealous like i was i love that i was i was not the best person when i first came because like i was like i understand everything like i like i i can do this like god like god's like saved me for this reason like i was like probably the worst person like to be around at the time so i apologize to everyone that i was there (laughs) little shout out sorry yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like uh I was like, you know what? I, I need to go get baptized. And like, I, I loved reading the Bible and like hearing all the Bible studies. It's like, you know what? God empowered Elijah to like travel a whole bunch of distance on foot. I'm going to do the same thing to get baptized by my older brother who helped me come to the faith. So like I looked it up and it was like 120 miles that from me and my brother. And I made it 30. Like I, I made, I made 30 you walked, miles. Yeah, I, well. I walked 30 miles. <laughs> like, no, I didn't bring water. I didn't bring the right shoes. I didn't r- wear the right clothes. Like Crazy. I, like I was like, you know what? Today's the day. And I just started walking. Phone wasn't even fully charged. Like I had to like keep turning it off and on like to see like the time. Like people are like driving past. Like it was insane. It's so, like I walked 30 miles. But really I'll, I'll say I walked no not 15 i walked about 23 miles for because seven miles like someone did stop pick me up they're like hey you're going the wrong way for this and like they like dropped me off on the right way and like i kept going i was like oh you couldn't take me all the way i thought (laughs) i was like god i thought that was you i thought that was you god like but like i made it 30 miles and like i found a huge stick and i just started like walking with it and i got to (laughs) I got to a Waffle House and I took off my shoes and my feet are just swollen and oh, blistered. Yikes, man. And I was like, ah, they'll be fine. I'm just going to sleep right here on the bench. When I wake up, I'll grab some food and I'll head out. I got up and my feet were killing me. So I got waddled in the, <laughs> in the Waffle House. I was like, I'll, I'll get some breakfast. And I called my friend. I was like, hey, can you come? Can you come pick me up? <laughs> like, and I'm so disappointed because like, God, I was doing this for you. Like, I I was gonna go to baptize, I want to get clean, and like, why can't you give me the strength? And like that moment, I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe like everything just happened coincidentally. Like, ah, uh, like maybe the wiring in the house was messed up. Maybe like 
the the people coming to my house like me studying like all these things like happened just coincidentally and then like i was like well let me continue to search like uh, but i'm not like really into it so i started kind of falling back in the old patterns then like i was like all right let me just go to a bible college like a seminary and see what's up like i type in like bible colleges and pack rim pacific rim christian university like popped up uh in hawaii uh that's our school (laughs) (laughs) go voyagers (laughs) and i was like oh that's awesome but it's in hawaii i I won't be going there and i started looking around a few more schools and like like a week later my dad messaged me and he's in station to japan at the time and he's like hey we're moving to hawaii why don't you come with us i was like uh yeah okay yeah yeah, so like I had my mom, I was like, hey mom, can you hit up the school for me, see if they can get information? Like, the day I get on island, like, the admissions office called me up. She's like, hi, are you are you Jaren? I was like, yeah. And she's like, are you still interested in like coming to our school? And I'm like, yeah, I'd I, I do a tour. Sure, yeah. It's like me and my dad go and like we talk and like I just meet the community and it's just great. Then, uh, I linked up with this guy named Elijah and it was just so funny because that was one of my favorite prophets. So cool. And he took me to his church and then like he took me out to lunch and like, you know, Hawaii. So like we just ate lunch at the beach and we're talking about the story where um, I cannot remember for the life of me which dude it was, but like it was apostle and he saw the Ethiopian and he was like, well, there's water right there. Why don't you just baptize me? Yeah. Yeah, so like I was like, there's water there. Why don't you just baptize me? Just joking. He's like, yeah, why don't we just baptize you? And like, I'm wearing like Sunday clothes. Like, he's like, yeah, let's let's just go ahead and baptize you. And I was like, yes. So like, I couldn't make it 120 miles on my own strength. Mm. God has gotten me from Gainesville, Florida, to Honolulu, Hawaii. Come on, just for me to get baptized. Like showing, like, hey, like. I can take you further than you could ever imagine. Like it is, it's, it's always amazing. Like once you see that light and then like, you just start saying like, he sets foundations and like sets boundaries and like all this I did for you, for your good. Like knowing like our beginnings, like he's been there. Like he was there, like even before the light came. Yeah, it's just it's just so amazing that's incredible man i uh i don't think i've heard that baptized story yet, so that's just uh <laughs> you, you'll get more, more each time man i love it man yeah isn't that just so mm, I just pointing out like when we try to do it in our own strength and just it just that then that brokenness comes and then just kind of what you, just the outcome the product of mm-hmm. of just knowing him and 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 surrendering and then there's like this beautiful life that just ah if you just trusted me or just you know and, and a lot of times there there are those moments of I, I i had to learn that way i had to learn the hard way you know yeah. um but yeah man it, i I'm, I'm curious jay um talking about the the beginning the genesis and and even hearing your start and it's only been um what it's been three how, how many years now that you've about been three years, about yeah. three years so in the past um e- even just walking with christ now do those those past sins those those past choices ever come up for you or um every yeah. every every day mm. like it's not just like some days are better than others but like i still feel i, I love imagery so like it's me but like it's it's a darker version of me. Like it has a longer tongue and like, it's like, you know, like I want to devour, like I want to kill. Like it's that, it's that darkness of my flesh that I once had. And so like, I, I, I battle with that every day and like, I only get through cause of Christ. So like, I, I do have like those, like those moments like, yo, you can do this. You can do this. And like, I, I like visually can like picture like this thing. And like it's it's like you can do this like it's okay like it's just like whispers like do it do it it's like that thorn in my side yeah like i'm like god like 
come on man you can you can take this at any moment so take it now but i'm always reminded of the paul verse of like you know in your weakness like i am glorified because paul is like god like i have this thorn on my side take it that's like no it's like that that honestly keeps me humble because if i didn't have that i dependence prob- yeah yeah i'd probably be over there like i'm starting my own cult now <laughs> like <laughs> i am <laughs> no yeah just yeah. the the twistedness that comes with when you don't have to rely on the strength of god or just i can do this by myself then i you know i'm past all that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. it gets so dangerous so dangerous yeah what um, about for you yeah i mm, it's uh man repentance is such a I, i've i've grown fond of that word i think um no i, I know i've grown fond of that word i I think it's a forgotten uh, word and just something that a lot of Christians just don't do. Um, I agree. Yeah. And I think if you want to call it like a problem, if you want to call it whatever you want to call it, like we just see maybe our sin as problems. Like, oh, I'm just struggling with that. But reality, it's sin. Mm-hmm. And just because, yes, Christ saved me, his blood covers me. But we see like Paul continues to say, I'm the chief of sinners. Like, anybody gets it i get it and um there's this there has to be this continuation of i surrender god like i think something i'm really big on is remembrance and um i love cultures i love like um just the way that uh i was in china a little bit ago and there was this uh, festival called the queen ming festival um what does that mean it's um it's I don't necessarily know the meaning, but it's a way that they um, remember their dead. They burn um, mm. their ancestors. They burn these papers. Um, also, Queen Ming is really fun to say if you say it. Queen Ming. Queen Ming, Queen Ming, Queen Ming. <laughs> it's, it's really tough to say <laughs> really fast. Um, so, I just stumbled upon it one night, and I come to find out that that's, I mean, just people in the streets just burning this paper, all this different stuff. Um, and so, I... I remember, you know, finding out, oh, this is why they're doing it. They're doing it in remembrance. And and different cultures have their their practices, their way. It's an old Taoist tradition, um, which is a, a religion set in China. And um But I've I've found that even like looking in scripture when like right before uh Jesus is betrayed at the the Last Supper, he says, like, take my body, like do this in remembrance of me. Like this is the take the bread, like this is my body, take the cup, this is this is uh, my blood. Like, do this in remembrance of me. And I think I, I always grew up hearing like God, you know, cast our sin as far as the east is from the west, which is which is true. And like, but I think for me, I'm it's a, it's a weird place. I think Jay, because there's a part of me that's like, man, I hate my sin. I hate that separation from God. But if I don't continue to repent that and I don't continue to, to surrender that every day, because it is mm-hmm. every day, it has to be. Those past mistakes, whatever. And, and I know I'm forgiven for that. And I believe at some point, whether it's just maybe it's a few years down the road where I feel like, okay, I'm done with that. Um, but I know one day I'll be redeemed when I'm like in front of my father. And mm. that's that's like the greatest hope of like heaven is just a life without this pain, a life without this sin. And why wouldn't I want to be on the narrow? Like, yeah, everything I have, I got to, you know? So it's, it's a process, you know, and it's, it's a daily. It's like the narrow, like it, it straightens out your relationships. Like I was never one to care about people leaving. Like I call it like object permanence. Okay. Like if I don't see it, it doesn't matter. Like lately I've been feeling like, oh man, like I miss my family. Like I've, I miss, I miss my friends that I've had. Like not like, oh man, I'm going to turn away from God thing, but like actually caring about others for like kind of the first time in my life. Yeah. Cause like I was always good at faking it, but like to legitly feel it. It's, it's truly amazing. Like knowing that's, that's what's on this narrow road. Like on a broad road, like relationships get confusing like you you say oh man like i i I love my bro but then it's like oh i I love my bro like it it gets mixed up like you don't know like exactly how you're supposed to love one and it kind of like destroys like 
boundaries that aren't supposed to be crossed. It's like walking on like this narrow path and like really like adhering to like what the word says. Like the most important thing to me is biblical literacy. Like I will say that over and over again throughout this podcast. You have to know the word in order to stay on it. Like the Bible paints the word as like a lamp. This narrow road, there's no light on this road except for that lamp that you have. You have to keep it at your feet. You don't you don't hold it high in the air and like you walk proudly. Like you keep it. Like it's an it's intentive. It's a focus, yeah. Like so you don't like stumble on like the stumbling blocks that are there. That you don't veer off onto one side or the other, but you stay on this road. Cause like I, I know that uh here we've been saying like, you know, the narrow road isn't always straight. I, I'm starting to like recant that. Yeah. Cause like I think it is straight. I just think it's us that moves. It's off. us. Mm. Like, and because it says it's straight and narrow. Yeah. So like I think that defeats the purpose if it's not straight. So like it's us that gets off the path. The yeah. path is always straight. Yeah. And so this path, the lamp, and how we use that lamp. Yeah. Like we're not sitting there to the non believers shining it in their face. Because then they're just going to turn away. Like, I know in the morning when that light comes on, like, when you were little, your mom turns on the light. You don't like, oh, that's the light. Like, you, like, throw the covers up. Like, no, 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 not the light. It's like, instead of that, like, on this narrow road, like, you just walk. You show people that, hey, he's not stumbling. Oh, hey, he's not, he's not tripping up like us. He's not veering off to the side. What's going on? How does he know? So like this light is drawing other people in the way that we, the way that we walk, like we are we were reading earlier in James one. James one, yeah. It's like you know, don't just be hearers of the word, but doers as well. Like we can just sit there and stare at the candle all day long, but if we don't walk, then we're not doing anything. We're not leading other people to the end of this road, which is peace. Then this road, which is christ himself no doubt man i um right when you were talking about that my my mind went to uh the pilgrim's progress and if if you if anybody hasn't read or even there's a youtube animation of the pilgrim's progress incredible Literally incredible. A must, a must. Start okay. trying to get me to read, Preston. Listen, you've got to read it. And if you if, if you don't want to read it, YouTube. Just watch this hour and a half, two hour uh, animation of this uh, of this book. But um, Christian is the the main character, um, and it's kind of like a playoff words and um, kind of what you were talking about the straight and narrow and it just being straight. Jay, um, Christian is told stay on the path and just keep going. And he says, don't listen to anybody else. Like, um, I can't remember who tells him that, but, um, and it's just funny. Christian starts going on the path and all of a sudden there's all these other like little paths that like start coming up and out and they're like, they're shiny or they're like, they look kind of fun. And then, um, a tempter comes out or somebody that looks, it's, it's a false representation of what we, um, might think of a friend or anything like that. And he's like, no, no, did, did he say that? Like, no, you're supposed to go that way. Like go, go go this way. And that's where, um, the guy that was talking to you is going to meet you at. Um, and of course we get, we get fooled, we get deceived. Um, but what I love about it is Christian does go off on another path for a little bit, but he does find his way back on, um, after whatever it might be from forgiveness to just, all these other different things that that's what God does. He, he comes back. He, he loses a sheep. He comes, he comes for that one, you know, um, he leaves the 99, all, all the parables that point to that, all the teachings and just, ah, it's beautiful, man. So we're, we're easily deceived, no doubt. Um, but I love your illustration of just, all right, keep that lamp down at my feet. And I just got to stay focused here. I just gotta, I gotta, you just got to do the stuff. I think a lot of times, even just for for Christians today, it's is it something you're choosing to walk out, or is it just a part of the the thing? Like even growing up in the South, for both of us, the Bible Belt is what they call it, right? Absolutely. And 
you, you just kind of get slapped on this name of Christian. Like, you know, if, if you want, and I think times and, and stuff is changing, but still, I, I there's a church on every corner, you know, down there. Oh, yeah. And I just find it fascinating if there's, there's this outward badge of, yes, I'm a Christian, but like inwardly, is there like a brand on your heart that is like, I want this life, you know? And so... It, if you're just going to go to church, if that's that's not what it's called to be, right? Like that's not. Are you pushing in? Are you pushing into community? All these different things, and and even just looking at, I think the the chapter in Matthew, um, it talks about like how do we how do we know we're on this narrow? And he talks about it in the the latter half where he where he talks about um, you'll know a tree by its fruit, mm. and are you producing good fruit or bad fruit? You know? And like, I'm thankful that he said that because now I can, I can look at my life and say, God, what kind of fruit am I producing today? You know? And I don't know, Jay, do you, do you ever feel like you produce like bad fruit or? Yeah. Like sometimes like I just like lay around, Mm. like I'm like, all right, like I'm, we're still in school right now. It's like, I don't want to do anything today. Like school has got me drained. Like yeah, so like I'll just like lay around and I'll just be on my phone. I I'm get like, that. What what can I be doing to actually glorify God? And like yeah, like I learned a lot. Just like hey, like I can just like say this story. I can say that story. It's like I know like not everything is like oh I need to move right now, right now. But like even in those down times, like how am I using it? Because like I can like. Yo, let me get into the word right quick, even for 10 minutes. Come on. Yeah, so good, man. Like I, uh, I, for instance, uh, this guy was talking about how there was a study done for people who read the Bible. You could read it one or two times a week and it doesn't really change your life. Three times, it's like uh, a little bit better, but you read it four times just a week and like your depression goes down, your anxiety goes down, 60% of sexual like desires wow. like, drops down that's like this is just based number. on a study that yeah. they and wow. like i'm like yo like if i remember what it was like before having that word mm. and like every day like porn was in my life like yeah. my phone blanketed but like now like you can search my phone like i don't care like you don't have to delete my browser history if i just die on the street right now yeah like I'm, I'm proud to say that because that was one thing on deployment. I was like, "Yo, man, if I die out here, delete my browser history." As like that was like the running joke between me and my friends when we were like deployed. Like, <laughs> but now like that's something I have to worry about because I'm not living in the world. And like one thing, like you said before, not uh on this episode, but just like how we talk around the house. You're like, if I was on trial for being a Christian, mm. like. Would I be found guilty of being a Would Christian? there be enough evidence yeah. to convict me? Yeah. Like, I, I want that. Like, I want to have enough evidence Evidence where, like, they're like, oh, yeah, that dude, yeah, brand him as a Christian Not right now. Not even a doubt, yeah. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, he says he was a Christian, but really, he wasn't. They're like, all right, well, go ahead and join the rest of the world. You know, like, no, like, well, like, I, I want to see people come to Christ. Like, I want to be known as, like, Hey, that was that was Jay, and he didn't just you know love in words alone. Like his action shows that he was a Christian. No doubt. Yeah, like that, mm. that picture. I'm a visual guy. It's like you saying that like really helped out. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, who that's a weighty quote, man. <laughs> it just, <laughs> <laughs> whew. um, that's good, man. I, I'm curious, Jay, would for for the person the, the non-believer today that might somehow stumble upon this we this podcast just isn't for the christian it's for it's for anybody everybody that's that's wanting to listen obviously we're talking a lot about scripture and whatnot but if you're if you're curious if you're searching that out like please listen send us in questions um whatever it might be but what would your advice be to somebody that uh, i feel like you can relate that that might have been searching for a while might have been just giving themselves to the world whatever but what's your advice to that person in that season or in, in that time right now that might be curious about this, this Christian Christianity thing? Uh, I would just say search. Mm. 
Like, we're not supposed to have, everyone keeps saying, like, this blind faith. Like, no, like, you, you search the scriptures to see if they're true or not. Like, if someone tells you one thing, go back and, like, is that truly what your Bible says? And, like, not read it from your point of view, but from the point of view of the author. author. That, like, the context of it is so important. Because anyone can pick up the Bible and make it say whatever they want to. Like, I can talk, I can sit here and just using the Bible, I can give you scriptural proof that it's okay to sleep with your daughter. Like, there's stories in the Bible with that. People can make that Bible say whatever they want. So I would say read the context of the Bible. Like, whether you've been hurt by the church or, like, you haven't really, like, dealt with Christianity so much or, like, if you're even another religion, read the Bible in the right context. Like, and biblical literacy, people. Biblical, biblical literacy, literacy, I know that's your word. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, th- I think that's what's missing even in, like, to the christian like I, I think a lot of them just like take the word of their pastors like well my pastor said it, so i know which true i don't know why my southern accent <laughs> just <country>. came out <laughs> that was so good i will be editing that out no please don't dude <laughs> that was awesome like they like they just follow blindly and it's yeah. like you know we don't we don't see with our eyes or like you know we don't go by our ears but like when it comes to actually studying the word like we're supposed to dig into it like he gives us those words and says, eat of this. So like, yeah, just really diving into the word and being guided by the spirit. Cause like God already knows who Holy he's going to call. Like you do have an option. Like if you're like, all right, God, like I'm, I'm not going to follow you or no God, I'm, I'm going to follow you. Yeah. Like it's completely up to you, but he will call you. Yeah. Just pray, just pray. And like, God, show me if you're real, you know, yeah. like, yeah, and I, I love that, man. He died, not just for the righteous, so even, like, my, I've been telling y'all all this time, I'm not the perfect person. Like, I am, I am a <laughs> redeemed monster, but he, I'm redeemed. Yeah. It's like, even if you don't, th- oh, man, God can never love me. Continue listening to this podcast. Like, yeah. search out other Christians. There are Christians out there with a way worse testimony than mine, but they're like, no, like I am so on fire Christ for me. Christ. So like, just go and seek them out. Yeah. Like there's nothing that you could have done, nothing that you could have said to make him stop loving you. Yeah. You just have to accept him. Yeah. I think uh, Mark two says it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. <laughs> Amen. That's straight Jesus right there. Straight That's what Jesus. he says, man. It's like Mike. Yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're all sick. That's what sin is, just a, a sickness. But man, he makes us well and he makes us healthy and alive. And it's just, ah. So same question to you, my friend. What would you want to say to people listening, like to both non-believer and believer alike? Yeah. Um, I, I totally back your point with just searching the scriptures. Um, I think that's that's ultimately where a lot of this starts is what is this what does this book say what is the number one selling book in the world say about this jesus guy because i love what lewis says um he's either a liar a lunatic or he is who he says he is Mm -hmm. and i think we've got it all come to that conclusion because there is so much historical evidence so much factual evidence that this jesus walked this earth we have too much proof to say that he didn't and so the fact is he walked. He was alive at one point. What do you think about him? What do you believe about him? And again, going back to that point, is he a liar? Was he just crazy? And he got, what, these men to follow him and lay down their life and a part of that, like 2,000 years later, it's here we are still talking about him? Yeah. And to me, that sounds like he is who he says he was, you know? And I think coming to that, I think discipleship, oh man, I... The, the more the more and more as I just grow older and just even just walk in this this path this life for Christ like discipleship finding somebody to pour into me um, that knows the word that um, wants to invest I think that's key um, and it's needed and yeah I think finding that searching for somebody that you trust that just getting involved with the church um, that's preaching the word um yes yes um 
and just motivational messages like i can't just get a motivational yeah, yeah. message no 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 don't go for the motivational <laughs> messages get some scripture <laughs> that's like the best motivation right there like that is that's it and uh, i i love your points man like i i there's no ill intent to challenge a pastor with mm-hmm. what he's preaching if anything like oh he just said like mm, like john 3 something i'm going to is my phone just going off <laughs> um I don't think that's me. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, what was I say? Oh, yeah. So ch- challenging, just looking at what a pastor's preaching, going to the verse he flips at, that's just also just for you. Just, oh, that's where it's found. That's where it is. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if anything, that's what a pastor should want is that accountability too. There's Absolutely. talks about in Timothy, like if you're a teacher, like you're held to a higher standard and yeah you gotta be you know you're teaching the word of god like this is the word of god so i think again just scripture discipleship finding finding that and ah just wanting to share about like the narrow like what's changed your life like why christ has changed your life and remembering that you know so good question though man yeah we gotta be like the bereans you know the bereans paul came up to them he's like you know these dudes these dudes on point like, not only did they hear the word, but they searched the scriptures to see if it was true or not. Like, that's how we should all want to be. Like, we shouldn't just want to just sit there idle in our, our faith because it's either we are wrong and nothing happens. Yeah. Or we're right and then a lot happens. <laughs> a lot happens. Like, a lot happens. <laughs> like, it's either we're, we are living in the truth and, like, there there's going to be judgment at the end or like we're living in a fantasy world and like that we just die in like complete darkness yeah one of those ways like is a safe option one of those ways is crazy and i'll leave you up to that to determine which is which yeah but like mm. that's what's the point of being on the narrow and it's like yeah we all are responsible for carrying our own burdens our own cross yeah but we can still help each other yeah so like you know everyone's responsible for their own burdens but like we can help each other carry our crosses like we can't be nailed to our crosses for each other but like we can help each other get that cross yeah yeah like what was his name i think it was yeah yeah who helped jesus carry the cross yeah see like i don't even like (laughs) know everyone's names horrible names but like that's not the point (laughs) He helped the Lord carry the cross. That is something that, man, what an honor. Like, I can imagine how heavy it was. Mm. Like, oh, that's what's, that's what's being on narrow is all about, man. Like, it's about, hey, like, yeah, I'm on this road, but there's others around me. It's like you know, one big thing about the Bible is like love. Like love we'll get into probably another episode, but there's no, you can't have Christianity without love. Actual, true, biblical love, you cannot. Like if I didn't care for you, be like, hey, yo, brother, like I love you and like this is what what's up. Like this is what the word says. Like let's dig in it together. Not just like, yo, you're a sinner and you're going to hell. <laughs> like, that's not. I've heard that before, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, who hasn't? Yeah, you know? right. Like, that's not the way to do it. Like, yeah, yes, there is a time to be like, all right, yeah. And, and enjoy the fires, bro. Mm. Like, you don't ever come at someone that you don't know or be like, all right, you guys are awful, gross, detest creatures and you're all going to hell. No. Be like, hey, let me speak to you in your own language. Like, oh, you like anime? Let me let me talk to you about anime. Absolutely. I can get into that. There's like, an approach, yeah. Oh, hey, like you're uh, into the Shinto religion. Let me tell you about the cleanliness of Christianity, because Shinto and Japanese, like, they are really big into like cleanliness. And, like, they have like a wash station outside their temple. You can't. You're not supposed to go in without washing properly. Like, there's a whole bunch of things where like. 
God has like made a foundation for his word to be preached to people. Everyone has their own way to come to Christ. We're supposed to be innocent like doves, but cunning as a serpent. It's like wherever we have a foothold, wherever we can, that is not going to dishonor God. We do. We reach as many people as we can because we're supposed to be fishers of men. Guiding them by this light that we hold closely to our feet, which is the word of God. Yeah. And I love fishing too, man. That's so good. I do love fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, yeah, that was good stuff, man. Well, this is, uh, episode one. This is the narrow. Yes. Yeah. I'm stone hood. I'm Jay Pfizer. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Yes. Peace.